here uh, compared to where we were last week on Friday and Saturday. We are, you know, I think, uh, what's it telling me here? In the 20s, maybe. I'll tell you in just a second where we are. Uh, but uh, supposed to be a much warmer week than last week. Uh, in fact, 23 degrees this morning compared to last Friday morning when it was like minus 20 degrees. And so here we are in uh, in this balmy tropics of Maine here. And uh, the week we're supposed to get up into the 40s, actually, from what I'm told. So, or at least what I noted earlier, 10-day uh, forecast. Not that I am, yes, Wednesday, 42 degrees. Thursday, 38 degrees. Uh, in fact, Monday it says today up to 39 degrees. So 
much, much different. Big things happening in the world. Uh, if you noted uh, anything happening in uh, Southeast Europe, uh, major uh, uh, earthquake in Syria and in Turkey. Uh, I'm not sure what impact that will have on the trip that I'm supposed to be going on here in uh, just a little over a month now, supposed to be heading to Turkey and then uh, South Sudan. And uh, <clears throat> not sure if there are implications yet or not. I haven't had the opportunity to call to find out. In fact, my my leader, the person uh, responsible that I'm working with on my Turkey trip, uh, probably still trying to figure things out himself. So um, we are going to be in a, a different passage today. Uh, we are going to be over in Matthew chapter 20 and uh, looking at the sovereignty of a landowner, Matthew chapter 20, uh, in this really... Uh, getting into the fact that God has sovereign control to dictate things in our lives, and his vantage point of fairness is not the same as ours. In fact, often the human vantage point of fairness is, you know, what what's good for me, and, and it needs to be good for, for everybody, and all things need to be the same. And uh, the passage that we're going to get into this morning kind of deals with that. In fact, it doesn't kind of deal with that. It does deal with that. So let's get into it. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers in, for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. Verse 5, so they went. He went out again about noon and about 3 in the afternoon and did the same thing. So four times, first thing in the morning, 9 o'clock, noon, 3 o'clock, did the same thing. says that about 5 in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one's hired us, they said. Uh, he said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired at about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who came, so when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for Denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. I mean, just think about how would you feel? Uh, put yourself in the shoes of the people that, that were hired first thing in the morning. 
and you, you have to wonder, why did he pay the last ones that were hired first, and the ones that were hired first, why did he pay them last, so that those who were hired first would see what those who were hired last were paid, and I mean, can you not hear the conjecture? Can you not uh, anticipate the conjecture? They're saying, well, if they're if he's giving them a denarius for a one one hour of work, certainly we're probably going to get ten times that amount. Doesn't always work that way, does it? Things don't always shake out the way that we think they ought to shake out, and and uh, uh, often we'll look and. and, and the last few years of COVID brought that, especially I think in areas like the medical area where traveling nurses uh, and traveling medical personnel uh, got over the course of that couple of years, some very substantial bonuses, higher pay rates, so much so that those working in hospital situations were envious and saying, well, you know, here we've been working in this place for 10 years, 20 years, and these people who are coming in uh, to work for three months or six months from away who don't know our system, who don't know our structure, who don't know uh, how things operate here, uh, are getting paid even more than we are, it, and a bonus on top of that, and a housing on, allowance on top of that. I mean, that that is a very modern-day illustration of... Uh, this very story, this very uh, parable that we're reading about here in Matthew chapter 20, uh, where we have seen that play out in the workplace. Uh, other workplaces, they were hiring new people, paying them more than than people who had been there for uh, some length of time. Uh, and certainly it was something that was breeding uh, bad will. Uh, it was breeding... Uh, Envy. It was breeding strife. It caused some people to quit their jobs and say, if you're going to do that to these people who are coming in for six months, I'm just going to go elsewhere. And so we've seen the great resignation. And now what else are we seeing? And in our country now, we're seeing the great uh, uh, downsizing in, in many sectors, especially the tech sector, uh, and, and seeing jobs laid off, people lopped off left and right. Uh, it in this balancing out of things, it's a challenging time, no doubt about it. And and yet this parable that we're looking at here this morning, I mean, it really does strike close to home over the last couple of years. And, and some of the pay envy, the wage envy uh, that certainly has existed. Uh, and yet wouldn't the, the boss, wouldn't the one doing the hiring have the prerogative to determine just how much they're going to pay somebody new coming in. Certainly they do. You agreed when you started working for for the organization uh, to work for a certain amount. We're simply uh, opting to offer more to other people who are coming in late in the game. Now, I want to put this into a couple of other translations, or at least one other translation, uh, to maybe give a little bit of more nuance, and then we'll look at a at uh, the paraphrase of the uh, the message, uh, and let's let's just read this here in the New Living Translation. The kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. <clears throat> he agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. 
At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing there doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. Now, notice he just said what is right. So they went to work in the vineyard and at noon and again at three, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw more people standing around and asked, why have you been working? And they said, because no one hired us. I mean, this this is not vastly different than what we read in the uh, New International Version. Verse seven, they said, because no one hired us, the landowner told them then to go out and join the others in the vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. Those, when those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they'd received more, but they too were paid a day's wage. And when they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in this scorching heat. He answered them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay the last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind and generous to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. And, and we see the first and the last. And, and what we need to be able to do is have simple gratitude for whatever God has done for us. Gratitude. Glad to have the work. Glad to have the opportunity. Glad to, to have... Uh, uh, gotten some wages for the day. Uh, that is that is how we should feel in the circumstance. And yet often there's envy. It might be over pay. Uh, it might be over why can't I get ahead? It might be over, well, I work just as hard as that person, yet why can't I have that nice car? Or uh, I work just as hard as that person, and yet it seems like they get all the breaks. This passage is really uh, speaking into God's sovereignty and his, his, his generous nature. Those who are maybe what we might call Johnny or Jilly come lately, uh, God is generous with them. And we should be glad of God's generous nature. God is so often generous with us, and we thank him for that. We thank him for his provision. We thank him for his kindness. We thank him for his love. Uh, we thank him for his patience. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for his grace. And yet, in God's sovereignty, God can do as he wills. And we don't often understand it, especially if we're left in a situation of some struggle, of some difficulty. Uh, and that is some of you. That I mean, that could even be me as, as I look at circumstances in my own life. I mean, I am extremely grateful for, for God's generosity. Uh, and yet, honestly, sometimes you sit back and struggle and think, you know, I, I was doing better in 2009 than I'm doing in 2023 in, in certain measures. 
And but yet, is that God's fault? Uh, where does this play in? Where does personal culpability and personal responsibility uh, play into this? This is speaking strictly to uh, the sovereignty of God and rewarding people as He sees fit to reward them, uh, and as He seems fit to be generous. It is simply speaking to His His generous nature. And what he does at, at the end of the game. Let's look at this in the message paraphrase and see what uh, what may come out of this. The passage says this: God's kingdom is like an estate manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers in his vineyard. Now, now the storyline, the plot is going to be largely the same, but there might be some nuance of difference that we pull out. And I do this as an example to you to to compare varying translations or paraphrases to see what nuances uh, may may uh, inform your thinking uh, and may influence your life. Verse 2 says, They agreed on a wage of a dollar a day and went to work. Later, about 9 o'clock, the manager saw some other men hanging around the town square unemployed, and he told them to go work in his vineyard, and he would pay them a fair wage. They went, and he did the same thing at noon, and again at 3, and at 5, he went back and still found others standing around, and he said, why are you standing around all day doing nothing? That sounds like something I would say, actually. Uh, they said, because no one hired us. He told them to go to work in his vineyard. When the day's work was over, the owner of the vineyard instructed his foreman, call the workers in and pay them their wages. Start with the last hired and go on to the first. Let me move this down. Those hired at 5 o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw that, they assumed they would get far more. They got the same. Each of them got a dollar. Taking the dollar, they... Groused angrily at the manager, these last workers put in only one easy hour and you made them equal to us who slaved all day under a scorching sun. He replied to the one speaking for the rest, friend, I haven't been unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take it and go. I decided to give to the one who came last the same as you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Are you, are you going to get stingy because I am generous? Here it is again, the great reversal. Many of the first ending up last and the last first. So Walter in response over in the comment section uh, saying this to us, he says, uh, the answer is don't compare what you have to what others have, be satisfied with what God has given to you. Yeah, I mean, we start looking around and comparing, uh, we can find ourselves uh, disheartened. We start looking around and comparing, uh, we can find ourselves uh, struggling uh, and angry and resentful uh, and many other things like that. Uh, if you can change your lot, uh, if you could have a different job, uh, then then get it. If you can have better pay, I mean, there's no, nothing wrong with going after better pay. Um, nothing wrong with working more to have more income. I mean, those things are not wrong. Um, but when we look around and say, well, it isn't fair that they, no, we need to trust God and his sovereignty. 
Um, and, and the lesson, many of the first ending up last and the last first. When we try to jockey ourselves, there's, there's a humility factor. When we try to jockey ourselves into the first place, often we end up hurting ourselves. Often we end up looking uh, less than godly. Uh, often we end up looking like one who is, uh, it's obvious that we have greed sometimes uh, as we try to jockey for position. And how to not put ourselves in there. I mean, how to press forward in some ways, um, but yet do it in humility. Uh, do it with uh, without blowing our own horn. Um, do it uh, with gratitude and, and thanksgiving and joy to God uh, as, as God is generous with us. And uh, inversely, if we don't feel that, that God is being generous with us, we need to back up. And think about, uh, I mean, we don't have much of what we have we don't even deserve. Now, in the American capitalist, uh, capitalistic mentality, well, we, you know, I've worked hard for what I have. Well, And I don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment. But ultimately, it is God who gave you the job, God who gave you the ability, God who is uh, uh, given you what you have. Uh, and we're to be stewards of whatever it is that we have, whether it's a little or whether it's a lot, that, that we would learn to have gratitude. Now, some of you, I just want to say this, that have learned to live with little, um, could God be preparing you to serve him in a place where there would be little? I'm thinking of uh, my trip coming up uh, at the end of March. Uh, to a place where, you know, they are raising chickens and goats. Uh, I was on a, a call uh, with my uh, counterpart, Joseph, uh, a few calls ago, and uh, he happened to be in a certain town where he could find internet. And next thing I'm hearing, all this noise. I'm like, what's that noise? And it sounds like some bells ringing. And, and bah, bah. well, it was a herd of goats that was coming past where uh, uh, Joseph happened to be sitting. Uh, and it's just, that's what they do there to make ends meet. Uh, and yet there is great joy among the people, and I'm looking forward to what I will learn during my time uh, over there uh, and spending spending time traveling and seeing and meeting with pastors and, and villages and speaking and teaching and, and those types of things. So um, we'd be grateful for what we have. And sometimes we find ourselves in a hard spot. Some of you I know are in hard spots. I know that. In, in some measure, I mean, Wendy and I at times find ourselves in hard spots. Now, we are far better than some, um, but sometimes in hard spots as well. Uh, sometimes you're in a hard spot. Sometimes you get that, that car bill that you weren't expecting. And uh, so... or you get some other bill that you weren't expecting. We trust God. We thank God. We learn to not be envious. We learn to, to, to have gratitude. We, we learn that, that God is, and we learn to rejoice as God is generous with other people. Rejoice in that. Give thanks in that. Give thanks that God has given what he has given.
And one person saying, you know, grateful for everything God's given me right now. I am grateful for a roof over my head. Yes, grateful for food to eat, grateful for friends, grateful for support, grateful for uh, prayerfulness, grateful for the aid that sometimes we're given. So much for which we can be grateful for. Now, but here's the other thing, and Laura makes this note. It's hard to trust his sovereignty at all times and his plans for us, but he is God. And, and that is the bottom line. That last statement, he is God. And yes, it is hard. Uh, sometimes we go through incredibly hard things, and not just for a week or two, sometimes not just for a month or two, but sometimes for several years we can go through difficult times, and it's hard to trust his sovereignty. I mean, I, I can point, we can point to Job as an example of that. Uh, we could point to the prophet Jeremiah. Here he is doing God's will, speaking God's word, ending up in a slimy prison in the muck and in the mire, even though he's doing God's will. Here, here's the apostle Paul at the end of his life after having written all these letters and establishing all these churches and elders and leaders at the end of his life being beheaded. Um, Paul beaten, Paul enslaved, Paul shipwrecked, Paul all the things that he went through. Think of the Lord Jesus and the sufferings through which he went. And we are not alone. We are in good company with people like Job. We are in good company with people like Jeremiah. We are in good company with people like, think, think of uh, John the Baptist or John the Baptizer uh, who was beheaded. And yet he was walking with God. Paul beheaded, uh, Peter crucified upside down. Um, John the Apostle boiled in oil and left to, left on the island of Patmos. All doing God's will. Sometimes we will suffer in the sovereignty of God, but it just points to the eternal reality that what matters most is not the temporal, but the eternal. This temporal life may fail. In fact, this temporal life will fail. And so we look on in hope to the eternal. God is sovereign. Uh, and if we are seeking to align our life with him, to do the things he wants us to do, to be the people he wants us to be, to be, to be becoming more and more like Christ, then we can find solace in his sovereign will. Sometimes the things we suffer, and this is a truth, sometimes the things we suffer are the direct result of not following him, uh, are the direct result of not following his will and not following our, his, his revealed truth taught in his word. And so sometimes we suffer as a result. But in the midst of this, we trust in God's sovereignty. In the midst of this, we look to God for his mercy. Uh, in the midst of this, we look to God for his grace. In the midst of this, we rejoice uh, with those for whom God has been quite generous. All of us could, in measure, say God has been generous because he's given us mercy and grace. What we have, we do not deserve. The mercy we have, we do not deserve. The grace we have, we do not deserve. So much of what we have in our possession is not what we deserve. It is God's mercy and God's grace and God's sovereignty, which has allowed us to have what we have. And so we thank him. Well, friends, we're at the end of our time for this morning. I want to just simply encourage you to 
Trust his sovereignty, even when it's hard. And when it's hard and when you're struggling and when you're suffering, that you would go to Christian brothers and sisters and say, would you pray with me? Would you pray for me in this time of struggle I'm going through in my life? Lord, we come before you acknowledge that, that we don't we don't really fully get your sovereignty. We don't get how you work your plan as you do at times, especially in times of suffering. But Lord, it's our prayer that you help us to, to trust in your sovereignty, help us to trust in your will, and help us to keep walking with you in gratitude, even in the midst of suffering. Lord, hear our prayer today. And we pray for what's going on in Turkey with the earthquakes that have happened in Turkey and Syria uh, and pray. Uh, it sounds like it is substantial. We pray for those who are suffering, those who have suffered loss, uh, who've lost loved ones. Uh, Lord, we pray for those sending aid that you would uh, uh, work through them to bring help and to save lives. Lord, we pray for that part of the world this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, hear our prayer. Have a great day, everyone. See you tomorrow.